0: So I had a chance to Marie Kondo my closet, uh, and and it feels great. Fortunately, I only have a rotation of three shirts, and so uh, it was easy. Uh, so, anyways, I hope you guys had a good weekend. I know I did. We're going to continue our series uh, on uh, Romans chapter twelve. We did the first few verses last week. We're going to continue on. Uh, I hope it doesn't feel daunting, but this is uh, a great day to be here because we're going to continue on in the same chapter. Uh, looking at what it looks like uh, to be gifted. And, and this is kind of a sensitive issue for the church because we either, A, have this hierarchy of which gifts are better than others, or we have a hard time recognizing that we're gifted at all. And so this morning I, I want to take a look at what, what the scripture tells us, especially in Romans, what it means uh, to be gifted, to, ha- to have the grace of God in our lives, to be contributing to our neighborhood, our community, our family, uh, and those around us. So uh, this morning, we're going to talk about that gifts are universal. Number one, gifts are universal. Number two, gifts are meant to be given away, just like any other gift. When you receive or when you, when you buy a gift for somebody, you don't keep that gift to yourself. You, you give it away. So one, gifts are universal. Gifts are meant to be given away. Uh, and gifts... God gives us gifts for the purpose to serve and love others, not just for us to have cool party tricks, uh, not for us to impress ourselves in front of the mirror, but God gives us gifts by, the, by God's own grace in order for us to bless those around us. And so uh, our text comes from chapter 12, verse 3 to 8. You can read on the screen. You can just listen to my voice. You can read in your own Bible. But here's what the Lord, uh, what the Lord says. and each member belongs to all the others. Verse 6. We have different gifts. Okay, we all have different gifts is what Paul says to the church. According to the grace given to each of us. According to the grace. So there's a pattern that's coming up between gift and grace. Gift and grace. Right, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If, you're, if it's serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then Teach. Uh, if it is to encourage, then to give encouragement. If it is to give, uh, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your word and in your, in your grace of your gifts. And God, help us to recognize what those are. Help us to recognize those things or, or skill sets that we don't possess, And to be honest with ourselves and to serve faithfully and diligently to the community with love, with patience, with humility, just as you've uh, created us and designed us to do. In your name we pray, amen. Uh, For for many of you, or just like many of you, I I grew up experimenting with different sports and activities, and, and my parents uh gave me the privilege to you know, sign up for any Little League baseball or football or, or whatever it is to just kind of scan uh, these different elements that I can participate in. And, and, and believe me, I've tried it all. I've tried every single sport. I've tried uh, many uh, musical instruments. I knew right away that was not my gift. Uh, like a good uh, Korean family, I even experimented with the violin. Uh, that certainly was not my gift. And so I gravitated to sports. And one of the sports that I did enjoy was baseball. Uh, and, and all throughout my childhood, I remember playing uh, baseball. And when I hit middle school, there was a very coveted position. Of course, everyone wanted to pitch and, and maybe play catcher because of all the cool gear. Uh, but everyone knew that you were assigned center field because you were a talented baseball player. And so when the coach says, "All right, you are in center," and if you play center, it was like a message to everybody that a you were probably a good hitter, you had a good arm, you had a good, you were fast, you can catch, and, and you can do all those things. And so if you were good, you'd be playing in the outfield, especially center field. Uh, and I remember kind of asking my coach, "Can I play center? Can I play center field? Like I, I can catch, I can do this, and, and I can tell." I remember this conversation I had. It was a little league coach, so obviously he wasn't trying to win the major leagues or the World Series. And so he gave me a chance to play in the outfield. And I remember this particular game where it was like the movies or like a book where it was like the last inning, there was two outs, and our team was actually up by one with bases loaded. I mean, you can imagine like if you're a batter especially, this is the dream for everybody. This is like the picture perfect that you would write in order uh, uh, to, to have this cool story. Uh, and I remember I was sitting in the outfield and the, and the hitter hit the ball. And, and again, I remember running and I was diving and I've shared, I, I think I've shared this story before, but I was running and diving and everything felt like slow motion. I was in the air and I don't know if you've ever dove for something, but I felt like I looked pretty. You know, one of those things where it's like, man, this is a good dive. Uh, And I remember reaching for it, and and my eyes were closed for whatever reason. And when I landed, again, like, I felt pretty. It just slid. And and I don't know how I actually looked because, you know, sometimes, like, the way we look or the way we feel is very different. Uh, and, And so I did that, and I remember getting up so excited only to look in my glove. Something was missing. The baseball. The ball was missing, and all I can see on the other side was people cheering because they had finally won the game. And, and I remember from that point on how upset I was. And you can even tell several years later that I'm still haunted by that experience that it would be a, a sermon illustration for multiple years in a row. And, and I remember thinking, like, oh, I'm the worst baseball player. Oh, I shouldn't quit baseball. I shouldn't do this. I can't catch. I can't. And, and I remember all these voices, really more internally than externally, where I've convinced myself that baseball is not my gift. And, and then the next week, the coach talked to me and said, "You know what? Friend, you know what, friends? So maybe, maybe center field is not is not the position you should play this week." And and, and to me, I agreed. I said, "Okay, I'm not very good, so just put me at wherever you want. Put me at right field because everyone knows if you're in center field, you're great. If you're in right field," Uh, they just want you to get some playing time and their parents talk to the coach. I don't know. And, and so I said, okay, I'll play right field. But he said, you know what, I want you to play second base. And I said, well, I've never really played the infield, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. And, and after practice, after practice, after game, after game, lo and behold, I, I wasn't too bad at second base. I was able to catch ground balls. I was able to throw, throw that long distance between second base and first base. Uh, I was able to do okay. And what I realized was, it's not that I just didn't have any gifts, it's not that I didn't have skill sets, it's that center field was probably not my position. And in fact, center, or in fact, second base probably was a better fit for me. But it came to, it came to pass that what I had to do was make these realizations of what my gifts were. And for a lot of us, especially if you consider yourself a follower of Christian, we've we've struggled so much with the, que- with the question, what are my gifts? Because so often when we, the way we answer the question, what are my gifts, it's for some reason directly attached to the level of our worth. And so you can imagine, you can kind of put two and together. If you think you're not gifted in any way, shape, or form, then automatically that transitions into the measurement of your own worthiness. If I'm not gifted in X, Y, or Z, or especially the things I want to be gifted in, then obviously I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I have nothing to contribute to to my community, to my church, to my world, to, to my family, because everybody we have mistaken and have, have, a, have developed a misunderstanding of what it means to be gifted. And, and so as point number one says, I want us to all start off with this foundation that everybody is gifted. You are gifted. Giftedness is a universal grace, a universal truth of all of humanity. In verse three, it says this. Uh, I uh, well, where are you at, verse 3? Or verse 4. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many form one body, and each member, each member belongs to all others. And then Paul talks about having different gifts. And I love in uh, verse 3, he says, for, the, for by the grace, remember, grace and gift, is all, they're always connected. For by the grace given to me, I say, everyone, everyone, Paul says, everyone among you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. And so Paul makes it very clear that everybody, especially if you consider yourself a follower of Christ, you have gifts. You are gifted, and our journey as followers of Jesus is not whether to find out what those gifts are per se, but it's to figure out and understand that A, God has given us the gifts. It's all by the grace of God, and then B, how do I use it to expand God's kingdom? For by the grace given me. In other words, everybody has gifts. As followers of Christ, we are to recognize those gifts and not just recognize the gifts that God has given us, but we must understand that these gifts were given to us by God in order to make a difference (coughs) in the world. And I think that's a tough thing for us to swallow, a tough thing for us to grasp. Is that our own giftedness? And maybe some of us... (coughs) We, we have a problem with understanding that we're gifted. But maybe others of us, we have this problem where we think our own giftedness is because of our own effort, because of our own pride, because of our own ego, because of the things that we have accomplished. And, and in the words of my friends and my childhood friends growing up, my friends would say, don't get it twisted. No, not funny, okay. But my friends would say that when they're like, you have a misunderstanding. And many of us, we have this misunderstanding that our gifts are because of what we've done, what we've accomplished, and what Paul is saying, no, no. you got to have sober judgment. Relax. Don't be foolish. Don't listen to the voices. Your gifts are because God's grace in your life. And so the starting point, always the starting point when we talk about this understanding of gifts it's not about the actual skill set that you have. Oftentimes we talk about, okay, well, giftedness. What are my gifts? What am I good at? And that's a wrong place to start. The start of the conversation around giftedness is first understanding that it's by God's grace and God's grace alone that we're gifted, that we even possess any gifts. And so don't get me wrong. You can do your Enneagrams, you can do your Myers-Briggs, you can do your Strength Finders. you can do your DISC, you can do whatever you want. As a matter of fact, I do those. As a matter of fact, I have our staff, we we do these. These are very important things to identify, but this morning it's not about how do you find your gifts? How do you find out what you're good at? Because I think the, the, the more important question, the starting question is, do you know that A, that you are gifted, and B, that those gifts are grace from God? And so I can talk about, well, yeah, I'm an Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 8, I'm an INTG, I'm part influencer of my strength finders. And already because I've said that, you've placed judgments on me, right? I mean, even subconsciously. And, and, and this is true because, you know, when we talk about these <clears throat> um, th- these uh, personality tests or, or leadership tests or whatever it is, we'll say what we are. And then all of a sudden, we get typecasted into that, right? So I know I've talked a lot about Enneagram, and, and I, you know, I identify as an eight, and so I'll have friends uh, and people in my life that I say, oh, Prince, you're such an eight. Oh, you're such an INTJ. Oh, you're such an introvert. Oh, you're such a this or you're that. Because we've narrowed down our giftedness to the things that we do rather than understanding the giftedness is, is something that we are because of the grace of of God, and until we understand that A, that we're all gifted, and, and again, discovering what those gifts are, that might be a separate sermon, and I think that's important for us to identify, but some of you guys, you guys need to hear that you have gifts to offer the world, and many times you don't believe that. I, so many times I have conversations with people saying, Prince, I don't know what my gifts are, Prince, I don't know what to do, Prince, Uh, I feel like I have nothing to offer. And what I have to say to you is that that's not what the Bible says. God says, if I have created you, I've created you in a way where you're gifted in order for you to serve my people, the world, the community." And in Paul's context, here in the first century, in the last few weeks, we've talked about so much about this division between the Gentiles and the Jews and I'm greater and I'm lesser or I'm better or I worship the right way or I do the right things. And what Paul is saying, no, no, have sober judgment, everybody. Have sober judgment. Don't get so high on yourself. God is the one who has gifted you. God is the one who's going to continue to gift you to make a difference in the world. I love this word grace. Because grace in the Greek means, is the word charis. It means gr- grace, something given to you that you don't deserve. But when we talk about this idea of gifts, remember they're always connected. Gifts is this word charismata, it comes from the word grace. Charismata, the gifts that you possess, the talents, the skill sets, the way you contribute is a byproduct of the way that God has created you. It's from the grace of God. And, and then in verse four, it says this. Number two, gifts are equal and different. For A, gifts are universal. Everybody has gifts. Everybody's given gifts by the grace of God. But secondly, gifts that are given to us are oftentimes equal, or they're always equal and oftentimes different. Because for each of us, and I've read this already, we're like one body. I mean, think about your own body. We all we have one body, and in a healthy body, we have different parts that do different things, but they're equally important, they're all important. To say that one is more important than the other, would be foolish. It would be untrue, would be inaccurate and i think in the and then when we talk about the economy of god this is where things are so different oftentimes we have a hierarchy of which gifts are better but i would argue that in the economy of god the giftedness of a ceo is no more important than the giftedness of an assistant of a custodian of a manager and believe me i might be the pastor of this church but without somebody who's great with children without somebody who's great with music, with somebody whose uh, gift is administration, believe me, this this church would crumble. Because God's created this church and and really our community and our world to be a collection of people's gifts. And believe me, I've tried. I've tried it all. And and, we know what they say is that if you can't play music at a church, then you preach, right? So here I am because I couldn't cut it. And so lastly, it's this. We're all gifted. It's by the grace of God that we're gifted. Number two, those gifts are equal, but oftentimes different. So don't think that your gift is greater than others. Don't think that other people's gifts are greater than yours. And then lastly, gifts are meant to be given away. Gifts are meant to be given away. And if you look at the 1 Corinthians passage, and I'll just remind you of what it is, um, Paul talks about this. Paul says that many of us are spiritually gifted. In fact, all of us are gifted. But if we don't use that to serve others and the people around you, to serve the world, then it's nothing but a loud gong. It's nothing but noise. And, and so what Paul is saying, what he said in 1 Corinthians, what he's saying in Romans is this. He's saying that your gifts by the nature of it, because it's a gift from God, it's for you to give it away. And so if you are a great leader, lead with integrity and diligence. If you are a loving and skilled and diligent stay-at-home parent, then love and serve and care for your child. If you are an artist, if your giftedness is an art, then create and make and make this world a better place. If your giftedness is in teaching, then teach, then coach, then do it with love and compassion. If you're a doctor, do it and serve well, and to have empathy for your patients. If you're in public safety, love your community, be there to protect. This is what worship is. There's so, so many times, and this is may, maybe where I depart from my Calvinist friends, where they're like, you know, some of them, the hyper-Calvinists especially, will say, What is God's plan? What does God want from us? What does God want from me? What is the direction that God wants me to be? And and what I would argue is that God wants you just to worship, to use your spiritual gifts, to give whatever way that you are gifted, to use them. And so therefore, it doesn't matter what job that you're in, you can still be doing your calling because you are sharing the gifts that you have that God has given you. That is your spiritual worship. That is your call. And so the question of this morning is, do you know that you have gifts? Or maybe the next question is, what are you doing with those gifts? And, and, And as I close and as I invite the band back up, my question for you to ponder and to reflect is what are my gifts? Am I using this gift to serve the world or to even just serve myself? Because know that we're all gifted by the grace of God. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much for who you are and the ways that you've created us. God, would you continue to mold us into the way you want us to be and to serve the way that you want us to serve. Help us to recognize that we're all gifted by your grace and not by anything else we've accomplished. For those of us who fail to believe that about ourselves, God, heal us from those lies and give us sober judgment. Thank you. Continue to use us for for your kingdom to serve others. In your name we pray.